0: Welcome to this episode of Ten Thousand Posts, the show about how everything is posting. My name is Hussein. You can follow me at hkisvani on Twitter
1: My name is Phoebe. You can follow me on Twitter at prhroy.
0: Uh yeah, and uh, just before we like get into the uh, get into the real the, the the bread and potatoes, meat and potato. I don't know. Um, just before we get into the show, uh, yeah, the bread
1: and potatoes. That's fine.
0: <laughs> uh just to say this is a free episode uh if you're interested in like hearing more content including about more tv shows different tv shows you can uh subscribe to us on patreon uh patreon.com forward slash 10k post podcast all your support goes into helping making like well allowing us to do the show interview cool people and yeah just have like a good time talking about all the stuff that happens online um yeah as a l- little teaser in that uh, we are talking about a TV show for this episode. Um, it's a show that, like, I've wanted to watch for a while. Um, again, it's one of those ones where, like, it, I feel like the show was advertised really well, and it kind of like hit the uh hit the markers that I look to whenever I try to start something new and as someone who is wary of like listening to new music or watching new shows in case they make <laughs> me like mildly uncomfortable um <laughs> you know it takes a lot to kind of convince me to do that uh this show is called The Capture um and it's on BBC iPlayer um and the advertising we're talking about like the second season has just come out but we're talking about season one for now um um but like the I remember like when this show was advertised like you know you would see the billboards and on those billboards you know you've got you know, very dark moody setting lots of sort of surveillance screens uh a very cool looking holiday granger like who is kind of like the main detective in this episode it it, it did look very very interesting uh, Phoebe did you like see the show being advertised anywhere or um how did you kind of find out about it
1: well i was literally literally about to um about to advance an observation of this Yeah. like Either you see more t v adverts than I do, or I'm just like remarkably impervious to them because whenever <laughs> anyone says like, "Oh yeah, well, like, yeah, it's been like advertised everywhere, I'm always just like i I've literally never heard of it, I hadn't heard yeah. of it until you suggested that we that 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 we watch it for the show so it's it's good like it's good it's it's good being me because the only things <laughs> that I am not impervious to adverts for are like." life-ruiningly expensive skincare and conditions <laughs> in the shape of seals, like we should things, do like like, a, things yeah. of that, things of that nature.
0: <laughs> we should do a show on advertising at some point because actually like so it's not to say that I see more ads. Um hmm. because you know, just an interesting observation. I saw the ads for this uh, for this show. On like billboards while like driving through like Wembley or on like the oh, motorway, you know, just on the okay. motorway and stuff. Like, I tend to see most of my advertisement. I tend to see most advertising through when I when I drive, mm. um, and I have to obviously do a lot more of that uh, whenever I go see my wife's family and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but like the advertisement that actually I'm completely unaware of, but stuff that is still kind of very popular, um, I only really found out about when I was watching the Queen's funeral. Um, So during like the ad breaks for like some of the TV shows, you would see like advertisement for things like pension plans or um, lots of advertising about sales that are along the lines of like, you know, you're in a cost of living crisis, but don't, uh, you can still go down to uh, what you call it, like fucking uh, uh, farm, like at at farm foods, like, you know, uh, we'll make sure that everyone gets fed and sick. That's That's a little bit grim a very mm. grim way that's ex- of like that's selling extremely grim yeah selling like you know snack food um and they have that like classic british like radio voice mm. which is kind of like they'll sort of tell you the worst possible thing but they'll do so in this sort sort of like patronizingly optimistic way um mm. so there's a lot of advertising for just like stuff generally but i feel like we've never seen partly because we don't really watch tv and also because i assume most of the people who listen to this um use ad blockers so like even mm-hmm. on youtube ads where again you would find like most of the stuff and where most of the ad spend is directed um you don't really see much of it when you've got those ad blockers on so i saw it through like a bill i saw it like via a billboard um that's i also i think i i got I got like a couple of recommended stuff on my facebook page and everything mm. but that was it hmm,
1: that's interesting yeah cuz like cuz the only thing the only thing that i watch on tv um, is I watch Hollyoaks on all four? See mm. all four. <laughs> called it all four. I'm young.
0: I, I think it's four. Sorry, I think it's four.
1: Is it? Just, is it not called all four?
0: Oh, all four. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Sure.
1: Um, I thought.
0: It- I feel like we've had this conversation we've, before we've where you call it like 4OD. We've had this conversation so
1: many times. It's like, yeah, honestly, it's, it's called it's, 4OD. It's, it's, call, it's, call, it's called 4OD. I don't care how like Alan Partridge like that is. I just, I, li- I literally just don't yeah, care. it's called 4OD because
0: um, it's, it's the overdose of great Channel 4 content.
1: The, yes, that's right. The, uh, um, the big advertising for that stuff because it's like, it's like aimed at like young people. So it's like lots of, it's like lots of like skincare stuff like vintage like that kind of thing gets advertised in the mm-hmm. ad like in the holly ad breaks and then the other and then the other adverts i see are um because there's like they're now doing on they're now doing on youtube they're now doing this like um really really significant push to try to get people to sign up for youtube premium like it's got it's got even worse quite like very very recently i think and Mm. so i'm now locked in this like like in like quite frankly like insane standoff with youtube like i'm not fucking doing (laughs) it i don't care like i don't care how much how much they they want to they want to ruin my user experience i'm still i am still not doing it i will not subscribe i will never subscribe you cannot make me subscribe what Um, do they even
0: have to offer on youtube like uh, on YouTube Premium, model.
1: literally nothing other than no adverts
0: Yeah, I suppose like sometimes oh, you know, They have some yeah. films,
1: there there are some films on YouTube, okay. on YouTube I've Premium. seen
0: people like use YouTube videos on their, like at the gym They'll sort of play music via YouTube And like yeah. sometimes it's quite interesting to watch, like to see a music video um, but obviously, like you can't switch off your phone, yeah, while using it.
1: Yeah, so maybe yeah. like in
0: that instance, it might be yeah, useful. But I, I mean, don't. But I don't know. Like it's the not thing, the <sighs> thing that I've, no- yeah. that
1: I've noticed. Because like I mainly use I mainly use YouTube for yoga videos, bar videos, and like for like meditation and meditation okay. music. Cool. Um, and if you get cut off two minutes into meditating with a fucking advert, that's pretty annoying. And yeah. Also, Sorry to interrupt like,
0: your meditation break but did you know that you can beat the cost of living crisis yeah. only at farm foods <laughs>
1: yeah only at farm foods um and with like particularly with like workout videos the older they are um the more likely they are to be interrupted by videos like there was a, there was one which mm. was like it was like a 25 minute practice and there were three ad breaks oh no oh and my god that was that was just simply too many if you if you yeah. ask me but the ones that get that the, the kind of adverts that get put in the middle of um yoga videos and meditation music i've seen the hello fresh one maybe four billion times and i mm. can now like i can now like probably narrate it if i had to <laughs> not that i not that i want to but like every so often i just say is hello Fresh worth the price absolutely um <laughs> even though i know for a fact that it fucking isn't but anyway um but like th- but i also get these like really really weird like um lots of people selling um like optimize your life courses and yeah. become a millionaire um Become a millionaire selling ebooks. That's like a big one. Yeah. There's there's one which I really like, which is the ancient Egyptians knew the secret of weight loss. Um, I've never watched the end of it, but it, I, yeah, I, I read of, it I, in I, that I,
0: book. I, I kind of uh, want to know. <laughs> I read it in that book The Business Secrets of the Pharaohs. The
1: Business Secrets of the Pharaohs exactly. Um <laughs> there's another one which is about how you can like manifest winning contests. Um that's like one that I see quite oh, often. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. So, like like it, it's, yeah, just, it's just a very strange mixture of things. Your targeted your
0: targeted ads are really interesting. Mm. Um I okay, I'm going to like make a note cuz I think we're going to do like an influencer advertising episode fairly soon. I'm going to make mm. a note this week of like the ads that are sort of recommended to me, and, mm. and maybe we can like compare notes at some yeah, point. Yeah, in the yeah, future. that'd be fun. That'd be fun. Um, so anyway, that's the story about how I learned about the Capture TV show. <laughs> um, also, just felt like it was advertised on like iPlayer as like sort of its key show. Um, so I thought that we could sort of give it a try because I know that one thing that we've been talking about privately is like doing a uh, doing an episode about facial recognition and deep fakes um, at some point soon. And that is very much in the works. Um, the way that the second season of this show was advertised was very much about like deep fakes. So it kind of got me interested in whether that was like a storyline or whether that was just like a general theme, which takes us to season one of the capture, um, which is sort of in that vein, but it's much more about CCTV and surveillance. Um, before we get into like the details, and there's not really that many details actually in this, but before we sort of get into like what happens in the two episodes that we watched, um what i i I wonder Phoebe, what are your general thoughts on this on on this series?
1: okay, my general thoughts is that it's 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 pretty stupid it's pretty <laughs> yeah. stupid, and it's pretty stupid in that kind of very pleased with itself ultra portentous way that BBC dramas kind of quite often tend to be unless they are not made by a british team like if you see like if you see like a bbc drama that's like that was made in like denmark or italy or something it's like it's one of like the best and most absorbing things you ever watched if you watch something that is like with a with a kind of british writer and director and all that kind of thing it's Mm. always just like but people don't speak like this this is not this is this is not this is not plausible a plausible way of, of operating. It's not a plausible way of addressing each other. Like quite a lot of it, I was going, yeah, but like can you actually do that? Um, mm. <laughs> it it is laughably propagandistic. Like it doesn't even bother to hide, um, to hide what its point of view is. Um, like it's almost like it's almost like kind of limply propagandistic. I think it's because yeah. um, you know, with like you know, like a lot, like a lot of like the lot of sort of talk about like, um, like oh, you know, like what is like what is propaganda? What is like what is right wing media? Should we be consuming right wing media? And it's all I think very tedious as um, as a discussion because I think that when you're talking about a cultural product. Whether or not you agree with its point of view, I think is quite a limited way, and it's a kind of a value like evaluative only way it's not really engaging with it, but mm. at least with like stuff like kind of nakedly violently right like right wing propaganda like i like I don't know like twenty four or whatever that's always the example like at least it's quite kind of like fun like as long as you're not thinking too much about like oh you know the torture um it's sort of like it's sort of quite kind of enjoyable but like this but this stuff it's so kind it feels it feels very hectoring i suppose it feels very like it feels like it's got all of the slightly grim limpness that always happens whenever anyone tries um when everyone, when anyone tries to make kind of unproblematic media, but with the mm. same, but with, the, with <laughs> the same underlying point of view and the same underlying, um, underlying assumptions, which I think is interesting. There are two female characters in it that look fucking identical, which does not help. <laughs> um, which did not help me at all, and um, I've never, I've never seen this um, holiday this holiday granger before this is she's not somebody i'm i'm familiar with um mm-hmm. she um i i there's just there was just something about her that i just that i didn't care for um i think there's this that kind of kind of all right i'm trying to think of a way of describing it without using the words hot baby but it's quite hard like the kind of like kind of peevish cheruby little face. um, And okay. like, that's not, and like, that's not, that's, you know, like she's like, she, she's, 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 she's really, she's really pretty is, is holiday Granger, but there's just something about the, the peevish cherub face that you see on quite a lot of actors now. Like I don't, it, there's something about it bothers me.
0: I've never noticed that until now. I'm looking at things. My impression was very much just like, what if a sigma male? What if a sigma male was actually a woman? Was like the kind of vibe I got. Yeah, from- she's very
1: yeah, she's very sigma male, and she also looks an awful lot like the, the barrister in it. I think.
0: Interesting. Okay. Okay. Because like I remember the barrister actor, although I don't remember her name. But I remember. I remember that. I remember her from two things. One was a very good. BBC comedy show, one that I actually liked, which was called um, "How Not to Live Your Life," uh, which What's was out a, a long time ago. Um, but it was like quite—it was like just a kind of like BBC comedy series. Um, and then she was also uh, the girlfriend of Will from The Inbetweeners in one of the movies that they did. Oh, those are the two things yes, I remember her from. Yes,
1: that's who she. That's who she yeah. is. Yeah yeah but she also
0: looks but also she looks like a lot of other characters that like have the same sort of blonde hair and kind of like
1: the, facial
0: the, proportion not to do not to be like phrenology corner again <laughs> yeah. but like she, you know she has a she has a similar skull shape to other you know bbc actors that i recognize
1: like this like this is the thing like obviously like obviously try not to um like get too kind of fixated on the way that the way that people look but i th- i think that in like on a film in a film or on a tv show like it's like it's not it does it's not without its meaning i don't i don't think like the and it's not comp- i don't think you can reasonably say that it's not part of the aesthetic choices of mm. the of of the of the thing as a, of the thing as a whole um mm. Like it's it's not it's not meaningless who they choose to cast to play these characters, um, mm. and like while it is you know obviously not Holiday Granger's fault that she has that she has this kind of cute little kind of sort of cro- sort of cross baby face, but, it, <laughs> but it's but it's not it's not it's not irrelevant to. I don't think it, I don't think it's entirely relevant when you're looking at it like as a whole, and also just to kind of clarify something I said earlier, I'm not saying that the only like good and urgent and vibrant media is like violently right wing of course, I'm not saying that at all, but like whenever you see something it this is very much this is very much a Netflix thing whenever you watch something that feels like it is preemptively responding to a Twitter thread about it yeah, there's a kind of weird kind of bloodlessness to it and that's what yeah. i kind of felt with this but also with an entirely unexamined right-wing core
0: yeah i thought that was like the most interesting like you know we'll get we'll sort of get to that yeah um let's All see like why
1: don't you tell us like very very briefly what it's about because it's like because i, I, a, yeah, like I, said, I actually i actually really enjoyed it i like i Like, even though I thought this is not good, this is actively not good media, I got completely sucked in. And now I want to know what happens next. I
0: I, I mean, I think a lot of that is also because the story is much easier to follow than like the other Channel 4 series that we did.
1: Oh, God, which I I gave up on.
0: Well, yeah, where where there are too many things happening and you're sort of like, this is like a fairly straightforward story. So I'll kind of like go through the sort of premise of it and like try to summarize at least the first two episodes. So this is um and I also like bearing in mind that names are definitely something I <laughs> I didn't so I might be like into switch switching between like the names of the uh the actual characters and the actors that they play. Um so apologies for that but I'll try well, my best. We can give so, them we
1: can give them nicknames if that's easier.
0: I might just like the soldier boy. Um <laughs> the show sort of begins so the pre- like the the show it's very obvious like what the show is about like from the get go. So the first frame of the show Um, is basically CCTV and there's like a sign where it says you know uh, what it's not an anagram but it's like where you have the first letters of and then you have sentences afterwards so it kind of like CCTV caring for the community through vigilance Um, I don't know I, I don't think that's what the acronym is for but in any case like you know, the whole premise is about like CCTV, which is taken just as kind of wholly a good thing and something that like is necessary for the protection of the state. Um, yeah. And that sort of like basically is uncru- like, is not critiqued, at least in the first two episodes. It's just kind of like there. Um, you're introduced to like a CCTV center where there are lots of screens in this sort of control room. Um, and, you know, you've got a couple of people like watching what's happening on these CCTV screens. Um, sorry where, uh, does it, where,
1: does it, where does it say um, the first what, what's frame the, what's the thing it says about CCTV
0: the first frame there is like a sign and mm. it says CCTV lengthwise and then uh, it says caring for the community through vigilance that's, as you the know, acronym you
1: know that's not what CCTV stands I, for yeah right?
0: I know yeah it's, okay. it's not It's like, but it's like the first kind because that's like the first frame I thought that was like very interesting as kind of just like okay like It's not taking CCTV, it's not going to be looking at CCTV, like, critically. No, no, sure. Um, And, you know, the premise of it is just very much just, like, what happens if, like, a CCTV center gets hacked or whatever, or at least that's kind of what the implication is. Um, They see some, like, one of the women who works at the CCTV center, like, is watching a screen of a mysterious soldier and someone, and a woman, like, kissing, and then as she's watching, suddenly, like, She's like, "Oh my god, look what's happening." And then we don't know what's happening just yet. And then it goes into the main credits. Uh and there's kind of prim- like so how do- the kind of main story in this is that you've got like a soul, you've got this soldier um and I think the soldier is you yeah, have the soldier's name is Sean Emery um who is in prison and is has been accused of murdering a uh, Afghan civilian while in Hellman province. Um, he insists that, like, you know, uh, he didn't do this and that, like, he's kind of in prison for the wrong reasons. Meanwhile, we're then introduced to the uh, Holly, uh, Holiday Granger character who plays the detective. The detective's name is Rachel Carey. Uh, the detective is shown to just be very, very good, but also, like, empathetic when she needs to be, but stoic also when she needs to be. Um, basically is shown to be like very good at her job. She recently got a promotion. so she used to work at the CCTV center. But I think now she is like kind of it's not really described what her job is per se. but basically, she is a high ranking met detective. She works at s o fifteen is basically like yeah, the promotion and she's
1: also supposed to have been like this is this is this is beautiful this bit because she's also supposed to have been like fast tracked. So like her, Colleagues and the people on her team resent her because she barely spent any time in uniform before she got promoted to kind of sort of like much more senior detective work and gets to wear a suit. And just in case you were, uh, you were under the impression that, like, okay, yeah, like, obviously this is going to cause a certain amount of professional tension and resentment, and that's just something that happens, but it's obviously just because she's really good at her job. Just in case you started to think that, uh, in pretty much the next scene we we are informed that she is having an affair with her boss which i think a little bit undermines any kind of um oh yeah yeah any, any kind of suggestion that this is supposed to be what kind of woman just not not just be good at her job um i i think that's i think that was a curious decision on behalf of okay. the writers personally but anyway
0: um, meanwhile, so, uh, I don't know whether it's like a retrial or something, but the soldier is then taken back to court um, and uh, we're introduced to um, his barrister who is also shown to be very, very good. Um, and the barrister basically says that the video footage that was used to imprison Sean Emery and the video footage initially shows that like, he kills the Afghan civilian and then sort of like uh shouts you know Go back, go back, or something along those lines to like mm. pretend as if like it was an accident. The barrister basically says for like oh, the video footage is actually um depicting the wrong thing because there's an audio lag and um a very good Paul Ritter, who I was actually like very happy to see in the show uh r i p to a, uh, r. R. I. P. r. I. P. to a real r. one r. I. P. To a real um who uh it was a show paul ritter plays a character who is like supposed to be an audio a broadcast expert and basically explains what like you know audio and video are different things and they have lag times and i was nodding the whole time being like yeah he's like me for real um (laughs) trying to explain trying to explain like what podcasting is and how it's different um so in any case like long story short the the evident or like this line of argument seems to be quite good and it means that uh uh Sean Emery is released from prison but as um, it is
1: as it is pointed out it means that their only real piece of evidence uh doesn't hold water it doesn't mean that it yes. doesn't he's not he's not specifically found not i mean he is found not guilty but it's found not guilty because they don't have the they because the evidence is like is not yeah. good enough um and he says yeah but like i haven't been exonerated i haven't been they didn't say i was innocent they just said that they couldn't prove it um yeah. he, and yeah, i he... don't know if that's supposed to be like just a bit of like hurt feelings on his part or if it's supposed to be foreshadowing but
0: i my feeling was that it was used to and again like you won't really know until like you watch the whole thing but my impression was was that this was kind of being used to humanize or humanizing isn't the right word but kind of like to present him as a character worth rooting and supporting for. Yeah, absolutely. Because he kind of like comes out of it and immediately kind of is sort of is presented as the victim in the sense of like, oh, even though my barrister kind of like got me out, but you know, in the court of public opinion, I'm still like, you know, this murderous villain. And I kind of thought this was interesting and somewhat amusing only because like... I again like I, I remember that sort of short period of time when torture and uh, revelations of like miscon you know, revelations of basically kind of like soldiers committing war crimes in Iraq and Afghanistan was kind of presented as like this very big scandal. But that mm. was like a long time ago and yeah people think she
1: gone off this as, as an idea
0: i i was also like i couldn't remember his name because I, I keep thinking like it's soldier q but like basically i'm gonna say soldier q but it refers to another case where marine there was a. yes yeah not soldier q marine a soldier let's
1: call him soldier q yeah
0: no marine a and like the whole marine a situation where you know, eventually you had like basically most of the British like media um, kind of rally in support of a troop that like for all intents and purposes did seem like he committed several war crimes. And mm. That Like this was somewhat undeniable, but like even actually being able to say that was enough to kind of like get you yelled at and like given death threats and all that stuff. Right. Yeah. So it seemed quite interesting and, almost like you know in that classic sort of like they've kind of got their time period wrong but they've also sort of got the mythology around the time period they want to reference sort of messed up as well i don't think that realistically there's any situation where he sort he sort of comes out and like is more concerned that like the public at large don't like him or don't support him when like all kind of understandings of cases that this was this character was probably constructed out of suggests Mm. the opposite so
1: this is this is interesting because when do you think this is supposed to be
0: um it doesn't really say the date does it but like i don't know i would i would probably say at least kind of like the mid 2010s is probably like the most that you know just in terms of like the type of technology that is kind of being I would, used. I would just
1: be surprised that it's not supposed to be now, um, particularly given that the, the second series goes into kind of more detail with um, deep fake technology, which is like, I know that that's like yeah. been kind of doing, that's been kind of circulating around for like a while as, um as like a kind of going concern. But mm. I think that's kind of, that's, it's hotted up more recently, I feel okay, like. Okay,
0: interesting. Um, yeah, okay.
1: And which I can't remember which politician it was. Was it Johnny Mercer?
0: Horribly. Who Any, like yeah. um,
1: spoke in defence of um, British soldiers who? Yes, yeah, had, it was Johnny Mercer. Yeah, who had not just like not just kind of had been accused of of um, of war of of war crimes, but had but had committed war crimes and. There was a, wasn't there wasn't there a wasn't there a hot in northern Ireland wasn't there a whole thing as well about um about them che- about there being some kind of policy proposal to change it so that it was like impossible to prosecute yeah, yeah, yeah. a british soldier for 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 war crimes so i think yes. the I think the kind of the the atmos the atmosphere of it but like i suppose what i suppose what you're what you're saying is there's not a chance this would have this would have ever gone to trial Hmm. Is that what you're saying? Because of the kind of the the what the kind of political and cultural atmosphere is around it now.
0: Kind of, I think it's, it was more just like me kind of finding the whole like characterization of not only the soldier, kind of like not only kind of it being presented as like you know the salt the the Sean uh, Sean uh I think Sean Emery not Sean yeah. Emery uh, yeah. is kind of like not being like kind of feeling that he is still sort of like seen as like a scourged society and someone not really respected and even like the external characters of his sort of orbit besides like his friends and like taxi drivers who are all kind of like coded as being like they all kind of have um kind of cockney accents right yeah but the t- um-
1: well the taxi driver is not a taxi driver remember
0: Wait, I'm thinking someone else, yeah, because I don't want to give that spoiler away. Do you but mean like, his
1: do you mean his do you mean his friends in the Croydon pub, like his like his friends and his his friends and his grandfather and stuff? Because yes, they're not because yeah, yeah. they're not Cockney, they're they're Croydon, they're South Londoners.
0: I well, okay, I'm getting some stuff confused because like the I'm I'm remembering a Cockney accent from somewhere, but yeah, his his kind of like his his friends and his family members who hmm. are kind of like presented as being not only supportive but like Um, kind of like, uh, even like, there's that scene where he gets annoyed with one of his friends because his friend basically says something like fairly overtly Islamophobic, Mm. and he gets like really angry about that. But not because his friend said something like Islamophobic, but because his friend sort of implied that, like, yeah, well, he probably did like fucking murder him. But like, you know, good on him, good, uh, good on like, you know, the fact that he's free now. So he's still kind of like objecting to this idea that he did anything kind of like morally wrong yeah but it still is carry he still carries this idea that like wider society beyond his estate pub is like firmly against him and i think that's yeah, sort of reinforced I, by like his ex-girlfriend yeah. as well who's like i think she basically all there's there's a line somewhere where it's just like why are you walking around here with your military uniform and everything mm. um and i i kind of got the impression that okay like there's it, there's this expression that like beyond his kind of core circle of like so beyond his social life like his small social life like he kind of believes that everyone else is kind of against him
1: yeah no i think that's i think that's interesting so we're getting ourselves a little bit tangled up in the oh. <laughs> like in the in, in the in the weeds of like this of this kind of, of the specifics of like what happens and and, and where um I, I do I do I do see what you mean that it's like it's a little bit surprising that he is being treated like this when this is just sort of not the sort of not quite the situation. I read the um I read the objection to his friend saying this terrible islamophobic thing as because he says it in front of the barrister and who, the barrister who he fancies. Yeah, um, I read it as him being embarrassed that his friend was being vulgar in front of the posh girl. So you can say racist stuff, but you have to kind of couch it in non, a kind of a non-vulgarized mm. way. That's a, that's what I thought his objection. was That it was making him look, making him look bad in front of the girl. Not that it. Not that it made him, not that it kind of bothered him in any Mm. kind of ontological way. I mean, I'm like that might be being unfair, but like he, because he does bring it up to her in the next scene. He says like, I don't want you to think I'm like this, you know, like my friends making comments about Muslims or whatever um yeah, yeah. I, th- well, I, I think that yeah. you're sort of supposed to think that his that his concern is that like it reflects badly on him not that it's just sort of bad in and of itself
0: I think both uh, yeah I think both might be true I think there's yeah, one where because like might, yeah and then there's the other where he's like and again this is very much like characterizing himself as like <laughs> feeling like an outcast even among his friends and everything because you know again it's like about sort of like reinforcing the moral virtue of this like particular character yeah um
1: which,
0: and again, which, like, yeah. Uh, which
1: again I think like I mean I said that we weren't going to go too far, too like far into let's talk about all the ways in which this episode, in which this show is problematic um, because I just don't think that I just don't think that's a very interesting way of engaging with culture I just don't um, mm. but it is interesting the way they kind of brush past the stuff that he probably has done yeah, because uh, there was definitely a kind of period of time um, in in kind of media production where it would be a case of he's done some appalling things kind of in, you know, in service, in service of this, this sort of terror, these terrible foreign policy, these terrible foreign policy projects. Mm. Um, but he's also he's sad about it and he's you know he's got ptsd and he's got anxiety that would be like the kind of that would be the kind of the line that they were that they would be kind of spinning so like yes he did this he did some awful appalling stuff Mm. um but he feels pretty bad about that now um but instead they kind of go down a well technically he didn't do the bad thing that he's being accused of. It's like, yeah, but it's enti- it's, it's it's not entirely improbable that he's done some other bad stuff in Hellmand, and um, just that it's been because because his argument is is that he is that the guy that he shoots um, was sort of going for a weapon, and mm. that. Isn't disproved, or that isn't that's neither proved nor disproved by by the video evidence. It's just that the video evidence doesn't hold up because yeah. of the because of the because of the audio lag. So as far as we as we know, he did just shoot some Afghan guy in the head. Like as far as we are told, we are we are not given any kind of. And again, maybe this like happens like later on, and maybe we'll like see more of kind of. More of him in Afghanistan. Um, I, I rather mm-hmm. doubt it, actually. Um, but it it doesn't it doesn't seem to be according to the writers. It doesn't seem to be particularly particularly relevant whether or not he has done yeah bad and monstrous things while serving. It it's more just oh well these are his these are the first positions of his character. So this is what. So this is the situation that he is in. But if you want to know any more about that, my suggestion is just don't worry about it. And that doesn't <laughs> really feel good enough <laughs> for me yeah. as um, as a way of kind of explaining what sort of sort of kind of what happens what happens next because he's very much set up as a wronged hero. Like he's the I mean, just sort of going back to um, a previous episode when we talked about enemy of the state. Which is a which is a wronged hero narrative, mm. but from shall we say a very different arm of political perspective. Like you're supposed you're supposed to feel sorry, and then as of course as we will come to see, doubly sorry for Sean for not just being wrongly accused once, but for being wrongly accused twice he's not he's not necessarily um he's not necessarily a a kind of an actor within 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 the story he's just he's he's sort of just a kind of blank slate hero and if you're presenting us with a blank slate a blank slate hero um who is supposed to have done something during during a military occupation which really only the absolute like the like the like the biggest kind of dead-eyed hawks still say was a good idea mm. because the 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 i think i think the i i think the um i think the narrative on iraq has changed in a weird way because it's now because now the narrative on iraq is oh god are you still talking about iraq it was 20 years ago move yeah. on um but because of more recent happenings in, in Afghanistan i think the narrative was much more oh no this was this was no good we should no we we really we really fucked some stuff like america mainly but or, but us too we we really we really did make a yeah. make a bad situation exponentially worse but that is definitely <laughs> that's definitely something that we that, that we did oops um okay um And, you know, and that was one of, it was going to be one of, um, it obviously didn't end up happening under Obama, but like he, but he said that this was the kind of a goal of the administration was to kind of get troops out of Afghanistan. It was, it's very, very strange for Afghanistan to be the backdrop of this character's relatively uncritically presented heroism, I think. Yeah.
0: I was going to add that, like for the like we've spent more time on this episode talking about the, the kind of context, the historical context of like this character's kind of story and character arc, uh, than the actual show does, and I think that's just like quite amusing yeah. and interesting. That, yeah, it is. Um, <laughs>
1: it's, it, it's it's. Uh, I yeah. don't think it's irrelevant
0: at all. <laughs> so so listeners might be asking, well, what's the sh- what's the dang show about them? So here's sort of where we get to the point. Um, So as uh, after the whole like outburst after, you know, after his homophobic thing um, and uh, the Sean Emery sort of asking his barrister, basically implying that like he quite, he like is romantically interested in her. um, She leaves the pub. Uh, in Croydon and somehow ends up walking into central London. I don't, I'm not asking any questions about the logistics of that. Um, I'm just, I'm just going with the flow in this, uh, in this, in this universe Croydon's a walkable city. She. He finds her walking, so he like gets his car and uh, finds, yeah, finds her on the street. Basically professes his love for her. Again, the woman, the woman at the beginning of the show, the person, the woman who works at the CCTV center, is kind of watching this, but she's watching this like as if it's like a soap opera like kind of soap opera entertainment, um so I have no idea whether she knows like who she's looking at or what she's watching um this is where it kind of gets interesting so sean uh and the barristers sort of kiss and it it's kind of implied that they'll start a relationship at some point, but like the barristers like gets on the bus to go home um sean uh thinking thinking he's down in his luck then like just goes back home um. And then, like, the next, or, like, I think that evening, um, as Sean gets back, this uh, the the Holiday Granger character is given a call by the CCTV, CCTV center um, saying that, oh, something's happening and, like, you need to know who it involves. The police break into, or they put the police smash into Sean's uh, estate and they, uh, I think they injure his grandfather, but they also arrest him. Um, and he's then taken into police. Co- he's taken into police custody because that's where... that's
1: what that's when we see the CCTV footage. Yes, that yeah. the so girl he... who um, who plays Ray in My Mad Fat Diary. That's where I recognised her from. Ah, of course, yeah, um, I, yeah. It's really good, My Mad Fat Diary. That's my that's my interjection. I've heard about it. Yeah, I've
0: heard this. It's so still, the holiday Granger co- a, yeah,
1: it's still oh, on a <laughs> still on a four od. If you wanna uh, <laughs> if you wanna watch some advert.
0: Holiday Granger goes back into uh, the police station, uh, and she meets with Sean and his solicitor. Um, and Sean is shown the like the CCTV, CCTV TV video that they've seen after of, he's asked of him, like,
1: of him attacking.
0: Yeah. yeah, and the video the video shows that scene well. where the video shows that scene where she uh, where he and the barrister were on the same street, like the first kind of like couple of seconds are sort of the same. And then whereas he remembers the barrister sort of going on the bus and him looking wistfully into the distance, um, the video shows him attacking the barrister, knocking her out and then taking her uh, taking her with her. He freaks out in the uh, interrogation room and it's just like none of this happened, none of this happened. Um, which obviously is like the source of the mystery. Where did this like video come from? Uh, he's put into isolation. Uh, and meanwhile, the holiday Granger character is she's not like sort of she's she's now starting to like wonder oh, what's happened why did he react in that way um all while being extremely stoic uh and that is at the end of the first episode mm. um i have another, sa- I, have yeah. another
1: qu- I have another question
0: yeah, go for and
1: it. just because like just because of what I said about the casting of these characters is like not irrelevant um so sean's Ex girlfriend, uh, uh, Sean's ex girlfriend is black, and his daughter, who's extremely sweet, um, she's an mm. extremely cute, extremely, extremely little cutie, um, is is biracial. And apart from, well, I mean, like his his grandfather and his and his friends are sort of pretty, su- sort of pretty supportive. Um, and there's even a point. There's even a point. There's even like a kind of quite funny talk to your blokes bit. <laughs> when when his friend is like, yeah, but like could it be that you're kind of imagining things or could it be that you've been like having blackouts, like how many people who were deployed with you like and like, you know, are having therapy now, um, which is sort of it's sort of quite sweet if a little bit clumsily executed. Um but she but her line seems to be um well first of all you find out that they broke up when he returned from when he returned from service. So again, like it's really not clear when it's supposed to be. Like is it supposed to be like 15 years ago or is it supposed to be like last year? Like we just we we it's just it's it's not that clear. It's definitely not 15 mm. years ago, but you know, when is it supposed to be? Um but they um but they explicitly show her not wanting him around and you're not given any information about what is supposed to have gone wrong in their relationship. So the only information that you really have is that he has been accused of murdering a civilian. And I would like to say that I don't think that they'd be like so kind of crude in their analysis as like, oh well the the person who kind of the person who kind of has an objection to him um to him committing war crimes uh war crimes is is black because because black people are kind of more sort of more naturally predisposed to not liking the idea of committing war crimes abroad. Mm. I would like to say that they that they're not that that's not the line that they're going with, but <laughs> I suspect that it's not entirely coincidental, and they probably thought well, we can't give him a muslim partner that's like that's too much that's too that's too, like, that's too, <laughs> on, that's too on the nose. Um, but could we, could we? It, <laughs> it's because it's not because I'm, I'm not saying that it should be that it should be mentioned like it is like it is completely, completely out of the ordinary that he would have a that he would have a black partner. But like something that. Uh, that kind of frames her existence and like influences her negotiation with the world and sh- should at least come up. It's not like it's making it the only thing about her character. Um, but at the moment, the only thing about her character is she's his ex and she's not she's not a massive fan of him. So mm-hmm. I don't think there's anything particularly wrong with adding some more character development there
0: mm. and
1: i don't think it's like entirely like it's entirely irrelevant that she's that certainly that she's not white i don't think that's like i don't think that's like that that's completely kind of like that's completely accidental
0: no but i think like in the same way that like even the pub scenes um and bearing in mind this is like an estate this is supposed to be an estate pub mm. in croydon that it looks very, I don't know, I don't know how to describe it, but it's very much just like that sort of classic production company that doesn't want to make anyone sort of mad in implying that certain areas like have again, I don't, I don't even know how to describe it, but it's very much like okay, well, if we add like a sprinkling of like uh, POC like side characters, then no one can kind of like, you know, they va- yeah then it, it's almost like decontextualizing. Maybe that's not even, I don't know. I feel like I'm sort of getting kind of wrapped up in my own words, but it very much like does feel like it's a type of casting situation where we are just trying not to make people mad or like get sort of like imply things about the character that aren't directly set. I, I don't know. I don't mm.
1: know. Yeah, no, I, yeah, yeah. I. I just just because they haven't, they don't do anything else in this show with any kind of subtlety or nuance. So it yeah. would surprise me if they were able to present a entirely careful and subtle representation of, 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 of this relation of this relationship and of this mm. woman and of this, wo- and of this woman's relationship with the negotiation of her blackness. I just, I I just I think I think I think it's relevant but I don't know how it's relevant. That's not a, that's like that's a cop out. I know that's a cop out. I know that's like such yeah. a cop out thing to say, but like I I I think that they intended to cast to cast at certainly a non-white actor as his as his ex-partner. Yeah. I think that was intentional. Um Yeah. Let's quick, quickly. It's, run through. So it's not yeah. as if she's like such such an incredibly amazing actor that they'd have seen her and just been like, oh, we have to cast her. Never mind. Like ne- like never mind if it's like not really in the script that mm. she's not supposed to, that she's supposed to be black. I, it's like again, like I'm obviously not saying that. But if a character's black, then I want them to talk about it with everything they say because this is obviously how people talk. No, 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 no. no, no. That's not what I mean at all. But. There's an insinuation there, and I am I'm I found it very difficult to get a grasp on what the insinuation was supposed to be.
0: Yeah. Right. Let's go through episode two very quickly sure. um before we like run out of time. I mean, again, it's like one of those episodes where like not really a lot happens. So like there's no point going through the details of each scene. Um obviously, like, so we start off like with Sean. Sean's in uh, custody, and the ho- like Holiday Grange is still trying to like figure out what the hell is going on because she seems to be the only one, at least at least in this current iteration, who like thinks that you know his behavior was like somewhat suspicious. Um, it's implied that like, uh, or it's implied that some people think that he's got PTSD, um, or that he doesn't like remember, uh, that, or that he did these things, but he just couldn't like remember that he did them, and I think that's obviously harking back to um the video that was used in court um i can't remember what like the dialogue that between the character before between sean and the holiday granger character were Mm. Um, but in any case like there's not enough evidence to i think they have they have to like release him because there's not like enough evidence to sort of keep him for longer than like a certain period of time I feel like vaguely i remember so he's like yeah he's there's let a bit out like, oh, we've yeah. already
1: kept him for 19 hours and you have yeah. to have charged some i think it's i think it's 24 if you haven't charged him in 24 hours you gotta let him go
0: he's let out just like on technicality while like they're sort of collecting evidence um meanwhile sean goes to like try find uh well he goes to his ex-girlfriend's house to go, like, go talk to his daughter and the first sort of suspicious thing that happened you'll have to like sort of remind me the specifics of it but mm. i think his girlfriend sort of like recalls something else happening when he asks about like what like he go he comes to see the daughter do- he comes to try to try see his daughter mm. and his ex-girlfriend's just like um oh you know what happened like like i got a phone call last night about like uh oh, I, I can't remember what it was exactly but it was like the story her kind of recollection like, as to why Sean didn't come to see his daughter that night, like was different to like actually what happened my oh. I don't know if I'm remembering that incorrectly
1: no, that no that's, that that sounds right. i don't I don't remember it going differently to that.
0: um so he's like getting some suspicions that like, well, he you know obviously like he he knows that he he thinks that he's sort of being framed, but he's trying to work it out. And the holiday Granger character is like, um she's also trying to try figure out what's happened and she wants to go and use the surveillance for cctv network to like try find out more about like what was happening Mm. um so you've got like two situations going so sean gets this idea um with using the help from one of his friends to basically break into the barrister's uh apartment um I think in order to like try find her or at least try to find evidence was like where she is. Yeah. Um, and they're yeah, kind also, of like... like
1: they Because like, the, cause when the police go into the apartment and they start like taking stuff and being like, can we get into this computer? And I was just like, are they... They're not allowed to do that, are they? And that and I kept saying that like all like all the way through. I kept saying <laughs> like, yeah, but they can't just do that. Right? No, it's illegal. They, is, it's is, illegal. That, is that... <laughs> is that? Sort of, don't know. But then again i actually but genuinely i genuinely don't know that if you're like that if you're a missing person if they can just be like okay well, let's have a look at this guy's search history i don't know if that's like like do you not have to have like a separate separate warrant for it or cuz there's a whole bit where they're sort of like oh can we can we start surveilling this guy can we get eyes on this guy um yeah. and she sort of gets told no um but then just sort of goes ahead and does it anyway And again, this is very much this is very much portrayed as, yeah, admittedly, this isn't ideal, but ends justify the means. Um, And the same thing kind of sort of appears throughout with the CCTV stuff that it's like, no, this stuff is only bad if bad people get their hands on it. As long as Mm. it's in the hands of good people, then it's fine. And don't worry about it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's like it's like the it's like that uh, Dark Knight scene where it's just like, well, Batman gets to use the big surveillance tool, um, and it'll be and it's completely fine as long as he's the only one who gets to use it. So she she is the Dark Knight in this particular TV show. Um, hmm. meanwhile, so like there is a scene uh, when as he's trying to enlist his uh, friend, Shaw, like one of Sean's friends, there is a scene where his friend basically also sort of implies that he did like kill her, or. But he didn't know what he was doing because, again, it was very much just, like his kind of thing is like, well, if you had PTSD from like, you know, the war and all that, then like, you know, maybe, uh, you know, you didn't actually intend to do it. And it was just sort of muscle memory. So um, there's definitely still that tension there. And again, it carries that carry on from like people think I'm a murderer, but like, actually, I'm not. And it sort of just felt very weird to kind of like for him. Yeah, just I don't know for that level of like dislike towards him, but just sort of seems to have like come out of nowhere. And also doesn't really seem to be substantiated, but in any case, like he gets his friend to sort of like help him kind of break in. And meanwhile, like, as you mentioned, like the cops are sort of like watching him and trying to follow him. Um, And yeah, just trying to sort of ensnare him. Um, She kind of uh, the holiday Granger character, like she kind of gets access to the CCTV, the big CCTV room. Um, And it's implied that she gets access to it really just as a favor um so like there's like one guy in there who like really likes her and is just you know just sort of giving her favors like yeah use this kind of like massive surveillance kit for like you know your your kind of like fake training exercise or whatever Mm. um i kind of got confused towards the last third of this film because i wasn't necessarily sure what was so he gets into the apartment and he like is trying to like look for clues and find evidence and everything again, like very strange to kind of like for it not to be like cordoned off by police, considering that it's it seems to be like at least an active investigation, um, and but in any but in any case, like he uh he gets into a taxi as he's like leaving this apartment and um the police are still trying to like find him but like he suddenly like dis- as as the ho- as holiday granger is like watching this taxi with sean inside it move around mm. they suddenly disappear and the technician at the cctv unit basically says oh we've lost him because like they the cab driver went down like a blind spot um meanwhile sean's in the cab and he's like i, I feel like to- yeah. the
1: blind spot is an overused <laughs> <laughs> an overused little kind of
0: i have like possible. two theory, like an overused
1: yeah. mcguffin like there it's like a kind of four separate times it's just like oh no it went into the blind spot
0: it was yeah it's that part of like it's that part of them is it, you know they they left london and ended up in armenia which is not mapped by google maps so uh sorry about that um that sort <laughs> of seems to just sort of be what's implied but the other kind of thing that I got a bit like, and just as we sort of get to the end of, the, of this episode, this is where I was sort of thinking about, okay, maybe like this is the point. So as a taxi driver, as the taxi driver is driving, Sean's like, oh, can you let me out? Can you let me out? And the taxi driver doesn't let him out. doesn't say anything. And then as Sean's like trying to kick down the door, he's just like, look, we just need to talk. Um, and so then the taxi driver like takes him to this mysterious house uh with just like the numbers 48 on there. Um the police like uh the police also end up at that same place but the video that holiday Granger is seeing which is of him and a couple of other men entering this mysterious house is not what the police are seeing. So the police are seeing an empty street with no Sean or no and no people there. And Holiday Granger's just like no no like you can like I'm literally watching these people enter this building right now. What's going on? Um, the taxi goes driver,
1: in- by the way, did, did did we say the taxi driver pretends to be a a kind of fan of? Oh yes, um, yeah, yeah. Sean. Um. So the taxi driver is somebody who has been sent in by we think MI6 because like because like somebody from one of the security services has been has. Been sent to redact the tape, or has ordered yeah. them to redact the tape. um Holiday grange has taken a picture of the person who's done it. We don't know who that is yet. Um, but when he's picked up in the taxi, the guy sort of says, "Oh yeah, no, you're that soldier. We had a demo for you." Um, and it's sort of quite a kind of it's quite a jarring picture of a, of a London tax, of a London taxi driver. Um, but it's because he's he's faking it and he tells him that he's this big fan in order to get him to admit to and confirm who he is. And then he takes him to this house. Yeah. There's, there's somebody already hiding uh, hiding at the barrister's house. Uh, there's a weird bit when Holiday Grange is like, I think I'm going to find a body. But then she doesn't find a body. We have no <laughs> idea where this woman is. Um, but there's there's like no evidence of her DNA. In the guy's car, etc., etc., etc. But when they and this is this this is the bit this is the bit that I liked because it made me think of Jonathan Creek. Um, now that's a TV show. That's how you. <laughs> that's how you make a TV show. Um, do you remember Jonathan, Jonathan Creek? Creek?
0: Well, I do remember. I've never watched it, but like, haven't you?
1: It's like no. it's 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 really really fun. Do you know what it's about?
0: Uh, remind me, because I the name is familiar. That's all.
1: It is about a... I think she's a journalist, Caroline, the woman who Caroline Quentin plays. I think so. I think she is. She's either a journalist or she's kind of a private investigator um, who works with this guy called Jonathan Creek who is a magician's technician. Oh, yeah. So he designs all the tricks. So he gets brought in to solve cases which... Uh, which like look impossible like so how did somebody how did you know how did this body disappear from this room that was locked from the inside and there's like no sign of the window being open? there's like a thick carpet of dust mm. on the window like that like that kind of stuff yeah yeah, yeah. Um, and because as um, <laughs> as we have discussed on a number of times on this show, I love magic tricks. I love yeah. magic and I also can never guess how things are done. I can't guess twists. <laughs> I can't guess like I can't guess anything. so like at the end of every episode of Jonathan Creek, I was always just like, <gasps> Oh shit! And I got the same feeling in this bit of the capture when they're watching. They're watching on the CCTV. Uh, they're not watching on the CCTV. They're outside the. They're outside the building, yeah. and then Granger is on the CCTV, and she's saying, "No, no, no, no! I can see them. I can see them taking him in. I can see them taking him into this property. But they're outside the property, and they can't see yeah. anything." And you're thinking, "Oh shit! How did this happen?" So there is some. Mm. So there is some kind of manipulation of digital technology that is happening already yes. even pre deep fake storyline in, in series two um yeah. so this is what this is what this is what drew me in and this is why i now have to watch the rest of it
0: so now um yeah so now uh sean emery like goes into this house uh and in this house and you can this is like one of my favorite like tech show tropes so they go into this house where there are still people on computers but the computers look cooler Mm -hmm. um and they have more blinking lights to them which indicate that like oh these guys uh, these guys are like hacker men or they are um you know some kind yeah there's some kind of like a secret unit or whatever sean is like taken to like yet another isolation room um and then in the final scene this the american hacker who's like sort of watching sean emery enter this isolation room then turns to his boss and like I co- who, who is the boss character in like the final scene because like his face is so familiar and I know he's like a very famous actor but I just like can't remember his name Wait, which guy? right at the end mm-hmm. uh, you know what I'm going to go look it up now
1: okay
0: because um, like he's in, he's in so much he's in so much stuff um, Ron Perlman Ron Perlman oh yeah,
1: yeah, yeah no, mm, of course yes it's, it's, yes yeah, it's Ron Perlman who shows yeah, up? The,
0: the, big, the big boss, the big bad, is presented yeah. as like Ron Perlman, and the hacker goes to the Ron, the Ron Perlman character and says, Some toy soldier is now in the box. So, some shit's about to go down. Something's about to happen. Um, yeah. I, li-
1: I like Ron Perlman. That's my. It was a nice surprise. It <laughs> was a nice my, surprise. My... Well, they say at the, at the start of the episode that he's going to be in it. He's in the credits at the start. Well,
0: I wasn't able. Look, I saw the face, (laughs) and I was just like, I recognise this actor from things, and I don't know what those things are, but he's got a very memorable face, and I wasn't wrong.
1: There seems to be like this. I don't know. I don't know if it's just because, like, I don't. I don't know what the reason is, but like, I have noticed like more than one like relatively well-known and presumably relatively successful Hollywood actor popping up in a BBC
0: yeah because like I don't know the, B- the BBC, BBC have thing. a they have the global brand don't they
1: they do Sorry, have the so global they're... brand but did, did you did you watch the Outlaws when it was on no okay don't watch it it's such it, it's an enormous enormous waste of your time but it does for whatever reason feature uh, Christopher Walken
0: who's okay just, that's interesting who's
1: just in this stupid comedy drama you know one of those things where it's like okay we can't call it a drama because it hasn't got enough enough depth and it's completely implausible we can't call it a comedy (laughs) because it's not funny so let's just call it a comedy drama um yeah no god it's really really awful it's about a kind of ragtag group of characters who meet because they're all doing community service and then they accidentally steal money off a drug dealer or something (laughs) oh god i hated it i hated it it so much anyway it's got christopher walken in it um and yeah and now we have got ron perlman popping up in the capture like you know what
0: what's next so that was the end of episode two and i suppose like before we kind of like continue, well, I mean, we don't know. We're not sure if we're going to continue the series yet. It just sort of just depends on like what, uh, what you, the listeners think about, uh, think about the show. But what I was going to say was that like, this is, I thought, I thought like that in terms of dramas that we have watched that have like the sort of themes of the show embedded in them, this isn't the worst one. <laughs> I thought the story was pretty decent to follow. Um, but I think like, as you mentioned, it kind of has like, this, it, has, it, it falls into some of the same traps, which is that it seems to be, in this case, it like seems to be much more fascinated with the technology than like, about the sort of social context that inform it. So mm. the kind of conceit here is like, what if CCTV could be manipulated in such an acute way that you weren't sure if like what you were seeing on your CCTV was actually real? Um, it doesn't really seem that far removed from like the whole kind of like Black Mirror thing of like what if mm. computers, but too much, right? Like seems much more fascinated with like the technology in and of itself rather than like how its social context, that like informist design, like how they sort of like facilitate these outcomes. Mm. Yeah, no, I think that's right. So. I'm not sure, like, where this... I mean, I, and I'll probably, like, watch it just out of my own interest as well. So we can, like, maybe, you know, maybe we will, you know, there's six episodes in the first season. Maybe we'll do it. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't know. My fear is that in the same way that that Channel 4 series, but again, like, uh, what was it? The, uh, oh, that Channel 4 series that we just... We did, like, the Undeclared War. The Undeclared War, that's war. it, yeah. Where, like, the premise of it is interesting and, like, but it just kind of... They get so lost in trying to make it all feel very, like, dramatic and feel that the stakes are really high, that they sort of forget what makes it, like, interesting.
1: Just an interjection on the on the undeclared war because i carried on watching a bit of it and not only and i believe i've said this before but not only is there an episode which is entirely in russian um so you have to actually watch it which frankly i feel is a Mm. misunderstanding of misunderstanding of the contemporary audience i'm like i'm joking obviously you should like if you're going to watch something you may as well actually look at it but i kept like glancing away and then looking back and realizing not that i just had no idea what the fuck was going on but Something that we something that we raised in the discussion, which is that there's absolutely no interrogation of why this why this Muslim woman's family might have a bit of a problem with her working for <laughs> security services. Um, this is actually addressed in like the fourth episode or something, and it it's in such it's in such an embarrassing way, and like talk about something which feels like it has been written to to preempt social media commentary. Like it's so you can always tell when it's there. It's so like kind of embedded in the kind of the shape of the language used. Um it's sort of kind of it's presented like a kind of it's presented like a kind of sixth form debate um with like mm. her I think it's her brother in law who's like saying like well why would you work why would you work for these people when they have done this. Um and then her kind of her justifications are literally just, leave me alone. Which is quite <laughs> funny. It's quite funny. But um, but yeah. Yeah. Not, not, not worth watching, not worth watching at all. But I, I think this, I think honestly, I don't think this is like, you know, like the evening, like the evenings are drawing in and, um, you know, I have a, I have a precarious income and can no longer f- afford to go out. So this is what I'm just going to do. I'm just going to watch TV until it's time to come out again (laughs) (laughs) um so this is so if you are also in a position where you have a precarious income and cannot afford to go out and would just like to watch tv until it's time to it's time to you know pop your little nose out of doors and and you know smell the coming spring and then you could do worse than kill a couple of hours on this i think personally it's quite it's enjoyable like it's enjoyable enough
0: The story is fairly straightforward. And I think that's like for stuff like this, like, you know, because I think, again, treating the sort of tech uncritically and treating the institutions uncritically is part and parcel of like shows like that. I mean, like, partly just because like of the shows that the BBC now sort of commissions of its own original studios, the majority of them are kind of like police shows in which like the police are presented as either like uncritically, like, you know, either... Good, uh, good enough to be beyond criticism or the whole like one bad apple type of thing mm. um, at least as far as I'm aware and like this doesn't seem to sort of be a diversion from that and I think at the same time like when it's kind of dealing with like not only police and security services but also um, the military Uh, I can understand why on an editorial level, there'd be wariness to kind of like, or there's, there'd be an urge to sort of like treat these people as like individuals divorced entirely from their context. So in Mm -hmm. the case of like, in the case of the soldier, um, it's very much like, yeah, he, you know, the other kind of things he did in Afghanistan aren't really worth talking about. It's just this one thing that you should pay attention to. And the thing that you should pay attention to is the fact that like, actually, he is, good he is so good and conscientious much more conscientious than like the social uh context he emerged out of that like you kind of just have to assume that he's being framed and then on the other side you've got like the police officers of whom like the holiday granger character is presented again as someone who is so committed fully to her job and uh the truth that you don't actually you sh- you aren't really encouraged to ask questions as to why she seems so keen To like use this massive surveillance network, or what she did there, or what other things this surveillance network has done, especially at a time when like lots of CCTV and surveillance-related stories um, have been about like you know misidentifying people and how these systems often operate through highly racialized means. The other thing I was thinking about now, just as I was saying about, was this was
1: another thing that I was actually going to bring up that like I wondered if like the fact that it is about cctv and there's been quite not a lot i mean like not not anywhere near as broad as i would uh, broadly distributed as i would like but there's definitely um there's definitely been um a certain amount of discussion about how unsuited facial recognition software is uh for particularly for uh, determining differences between black faces um mm. and also like, um, what was that? What was that thing with the, 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 the anti CCTV makeup that people were doing? A little, oh, while yeah, when ago? they were, so, well, when they were was sort of interesting,
0: they were either putting like masks on themselves or like painting themselves as like David, you know, the David Bowie yeah. lightning bolt. it was like it was a kind of
1: the thing i saw was a kind of square sort of squares over it so i'd i had wondered when they brought in when they brought in the black ex-girlfriend um if they were going to relate it to relate it to like uh racialized and policed communities or relate it to facial recognition or uh, i just i felt like i felt like she was in there for a kind of totemic reason and not just as a character it felt like she was going to be kind of pressed into service and i did wonder if it was going to if she was going to be pressed into service with something to do with the cctv thing but i guess we'll have to carry on watching to find that out
0: that's right well i think on that note because we are running like close to time uh do we have anything else left to say on this or shall we wrap up
1: no Oh, I have yeah. I have I've got nothing more to say. I'm done the with it. Yeah,
0: the only thing I could say is that yeah, if you've got like a couple of hours to kill, um, or like, you know, you want to like watch a new TV show that you don't really need to commit yourself to, then like, yeah, this isn't the worst one you could do. Um <laughs> This so, is a
1: real ringing endorsement. This is not the worst thing that you could it's, do. It's,
0: it's, it's and it's and I think there were like lots of it that was entertaining i think yeah. it's better than the undeclared or yeah, yeah. by like a long shot better than the um, un-
1: at least the people in it can act
0: yeah they're very um, good act- yeah like they are very good like the actors are act- the acting's actually like quite good so yeah it's fine yeah yeah so i i, I might like post about it like on my twitter on like on twitter if we decide not to kind of continue doing it but what i will also say is that like season two which is much more about the premise of it anyway is much more about deep fakes. Mm. seems to be i think it might be interesting if we do to do if we do continue this to like go into season two because it does seem to be much more kind of like related or at least anchored to the tech anxieties of today but Mm. we'll see how that goes so yeah i i'm I'm gonna give this like maybe a 2.5 three out of five i don't know whether we've ever done ranking of tv shows before or whether I've just like started this right now? No, we've uh, never,
1: No, we've we've never ranked anything. <laughs> I, well, I didn't come prepared to rank. I've got notes I can't I haven't, I haven't got a <laughs> rank
0: <laughs> um, Well do you want to give it a ranking now Or shall we wait until Let's that, wait uh, until I've ready. seen
1: some more of Okay it,
0: So you've got my initial one And we'll wait for Phoebe's one Like as it comes So <laughs> yeah on that note uh, Yeah so just like one more time If you want to watch the show be On BBC iPlayer If you're based in the UK If you're not um, I don't know Like use a VPN or something Use like There are lots of ways to get Highly illegal TV uh, mm-hmm. Use one of those things uh, You know uh well, i am not telling you to do that this is very important i'm not endorsing piracy i'm just saying it's an option so on that note on that note uh i think we'll call we'll call it a day yeah. uh you know the plugs phoebe do you want to plug anything before we head out Nah. okay fair enough you know where to get phoebe's plugs if you don't have it ready this show is produced by devon you can follow them at devon underscore on earth you can also listen to kill james bond Uh, which is a very good podcast. And then one last plug, which is for our Patreon, where we talk more about like TV and films, but also we do lots of very good interviews and shows. And uh, there's a lot of really good content out there and much more good content to come. So check that out, five bucks a month. It really does help us to like continue doing the show uh, and to keep producing two episodes and more a week. so I think that's it. All the links will be in the show notes including links to this TV show. And uh yeah, uh, so we'll catch you on the next one. Have a good one. Bye. Bye-bye.